0: A ride. Oh, oh, it's
1: just a ride. Welcome back to Boom. the Just a ride podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of your hosts in this fantastic and whimsical trilogue trilogue Trilogue, <laughs> Yes. My <laughs> name is Shaden. He's Shaden. Also known as the Puba. Puba. And I'm
0: the not shaden, known as the peebah.
1: Yeah, you're the scroob. You're the pube. I'm the pube bah. Pube, you. Ba? <laughs> that will Eww. have to be. That'll be next
0: week's guest. We'll have to be some <laughs> other kind of ba. And who are you, sir?
1: I am bear bear. bear In other words, the non-ba. naked bear.
0: The non bah. Fucking non And The nudist
1: and the this, nudist bear. The nudist bear. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, episode thirty-one. 31. As in, there are that many flavors at Baskin Robbins. Except that's not even true anymore, is it? I don't. There's like, do they think they, yeah. they keep to I that? I think there's more.
0: Do they have extra? Well, troughs I think that
2: they, I think that they trade them in and out. But I, I think that they're only displaying 31 the time. Maybe. I think that's part of their gimmick. If they do not we been should just there. start going and punching <laughs> CEOs and shit. Like you guys, I argh. haven't been to Baskin Robbins in many, many moons. In fact, the last time I went to Baskin Robbins was the last time I went to McDonald's. Because so I went to McDonald's. This is one night when I was You were trying to impress like, a gal hard. No, I, I was working.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: okay. I was uh, I was just going for
0: funnies, bro. That's all. I don't know. I don't know your whole life. No, and
2: I, I, I bought two Big Macs. He's and, like, it's the saddest night of my life, Zach. Thanks for laughing. And then went across the street and bought a 44-ounce peanut butter chocolate shake that they made special for me and my buddy. Nice, 44-ounce shake. I ate both of those Big Macs and then drank that whole thing and then got in a foot pursuit and (laughs) threw up.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) It came out one side or the other. Caught
2: the guy, but I threw up afterward. I should have threw up on him. Had I planned it, it would have been awesome to throw up on him at the time, but uh, that didn't happen. And I never went to McDonald's or Baskin-Robbins after that, but I still love ice cream. Still hate But McDonald's. you hate McDonald's,
0: too. Yeah, absolutely hate McDonald's. What's the flavor of the 31 at Baskin and Robin's that you would choose? Just for Baskin and Robin.
2: Peanut butter chocolate is my favorite. I, baseball is. nut's really good, too. Baseball. And I hate to admit this, Daiquiri Ice is pretty badass. Daiquiri Ice, you yeah. blankety blank.
1: It is All pretty right. badass. You got
0: a favorite 31 flavors? All of them? No. <sighs>
1: I don't know, man. I I was a...
0: You were a ten you were a 40-year-old, 10-year-old, so you like pistachio nut yeah, and coffee. Vanilla. And, uh, yeah, was like he's like, give me coffee and I, tears.
1: I fucking love pistachio ice cream. Okay, anybody see. Anybody who doesn't can kiss no, my ass. ass. <laughs>
0: <It's> like, <laughs> he wanted
2: guacamole in it. They didn't have... <laughs> he uses <laughs> orange marmalade on his peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> he eats and lemon
1: meringue pie. took my Geritol this morning. I'm gonna just drink my insurer later. <laughs> yeah, reading
0: this Wall Street Journal while the other children are shitting themselves. What are you doing? I'm doing the crossword of the New a York 44
1: Times. Forty-four ounce shake.
0: That's insane. It was dude. huge. Yeah, that's like a bigger than a. That's a big gulp, isn't it? I yeah, just five. I brought I just, my own cup and they made it for me. Damn.
1: I just Fuck looked yeah. it up and like the max capacity of the average human stomach is like 135 ounces. That was like
2: 260 Fuck. pounds at the time. Fuck, damn, bro. <laughs> you,
1: yeah.
0: you put a quarter of the max in there. <laughs> Shit. Well.
1: Good for you. When it's relaxed, <laughs> it's only 2.5 ounces. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, so You, you can extend that oh, Now I understand out. why it I threw was, up. It was, okay, hit, it was hitting the pelvic bones, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and just so you guys know, the correct answer is cookies and cream. That is the correct answer. So just so you know, that's the correct answer of the ultimate.
2: It's good. I mean, I'm not going to, you know.
0: I'm not kidding. That's not a, I'm not a declarative statement. Okay, it is. <laughs> well, I can remember
2: on an episode of <laughs> of uh, Spokast. Uh, spoke- Spokast, yeah. yeah. That was
0: a declarative statement at that point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, what are we doing? It's also the Reggie Miller episode. He was number thirty-one for the NBA fans out there. It's Greg Maddox, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He was number thirty-one. Mike Piazza, one of the greatest catchers. Catchers. If you're a hitter, uh, not a great fielder, but uh, better than me. (laughs) And Dave Winfield, uh, underrated but lovely baseball player. Uh, All right. Agreed. Yeah. Just right.
1: Sweet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's do things, and we're going to start with a uh, high. I guess we already did that. Now, how about a police story?
2: Police story. Okay, well.
1: This is, uh, this is, uh.
2: <laughs> <a laughs> <story. laughs> <laughs> what you tried <laughs> to do is not gonna
0: work. You like get the police story, Please I'm Police story. <laughs> 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 we'll be right back after these messages. Police <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably, okay, our, we're probably our worst one. He, yeah. He's liking these one was less really and terrible, less. Terrible,
1: but he set us up for failure. He didn't yeah. believe in
0: us. You didn't believe. Well, he gave us the eyebrows the whole time. That made me feel bad. So I had to keep going. He still gave us the eyebrows. <laughs> All right, you done, bitch. We got two hours together. Give us a second one. We, we to to You
1: care what you think. Yes, so this right. is that's
0: uh, <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> uh, we learned it from watching you.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well done. Uh, so this
2: is... Uh, <laughs>
0: that's another... This is uh, after. At, this is post. Button.
2: Come on. You guys are still jerking each other
0: yeah, off so over that? Yeah, fuck Jesus
2: Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tried <laughs> to stop, and he was still coming. So Somebody climbing. true. I had to I was trying to like... <laughs> like hey, fight. that was cool bonding. It's and time to like, have a
2: sandwich <laughs> and take a fucking nap. Shut up.
1: God damn. All
2: right. <laughs> god damn it all right one at a time (laughs) let's give jeff shit one at a time okay (laughs) okay so this is uh not this is not road stuff this is post road uh this is some uh fun little courtroom experiences that i had okay so uh, this will start uh so i had this was a domestic violence call uh i had returned so i guess i have to tell why the hell i ended up in court um so i'd returned back to work right after my shoulder surgery um it was the first day that I was back out on the road after my shoulder surgery. I should say this is after you fell off that dinosaur. Right? After I fell off the dinosaur and broke my stone underwear. Yes. Um. Anyway, when I when I show up to the call, there's two officers fighting with this guy in the front yard, and the dudes winning. And I can't I can't get into the gate just how it was designed. I had to come over the fence. While well, my shoulder was still screwed up enough, I couldn't climb the fence. So I reached over and just tased the guy and. It stopped the fight, and they were able to get control of him and get him out. He was a big dude. Right. He was handcuffed,
1: and 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 winning the fight. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, nice. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so it was was a domestic violence uh, arrest, and there was some other things too. But uh, anyway, I ended up in trial on that. And
0: not jumping the fence and getting a better angle. So what they
2: no, so what they no, it was he was claiming he was innocent. So I mean it was a trial for his for his crimes. But when a defense attorney knows that they can't win a case because the dude's screwed, what do they try to do? They try to destroy the credibility of the officer. Of the process and everything. Well what they tried to do with me, they tried to turn this into a uh uh tasing uh case basically it was a they tried to turn it into an excessive use of force case on me wow. for tasing the guy and uh the attorney it was a younger attorney he was doing a good job but i can remember him going through the whole process he's like no let me get this right so my client was handcuffed and he puts his hands behind his back and he's like and he was on the ground and he Goes down onto his knees and lays down, and while he's down, and your other two officers are on him, you tase him, man, <laughs> and points, you don't think that that was excessive force. Points I mean, for theatricality. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. impressive.
0: His little his little theatrics, and like I to hear the sound of his own voice, kind of thing. Yeah, bouncing yeah. off was, the walls. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, it was you know, and yeah, he had the jury engaged. So when it was my time to answer, I instead of placating to what he was saying, I just said, "I will tell you what." put me in handcuffs and put me on the ground and have the whole jury try to hold me down while I'm handcuffed they're eventually going to win but I will guarantee you that I will injure every one of them and that surprised the jury quite a bit and and now again I was like 250 260 I was a that was a big dude Mm -hmm. and so that quickly turned it away from like oh that's how it would work I'm like oh okay I get it so so that one was kind of fun
0: um that's a tough one. The public is pretty like in the dark about stuff like that. We yeah. really don't think that deeply on those kind of things.
2: I yeah.
1: object.
2: But it was fun to watch the jury and watch <laughs> Fair them. Fair enough.
1: That, Sustained.
2: It <laughs> was fun to watch the jury get engaged in what he was saying and then respond to what I said. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess that could probably happen. He was kind of a big dude. So it, stop, it stopped that. And by the way, the guy was guilty. And he, did, he did some time. Good. Uh, the other one was a, uh, the next one was a double homicide. Case that I went to, uh, it was an apartment complex that no longer exists. Actually, but because of this incident, or <laughs> bun, bun, no, 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 no. But there was lots of incidents like this uh, because it because Jeff, it was Jeff standard takes me too serious.
1: <laughs> He's in podcast mode. <laughs> no, in podcast mode, <laughs> See, look at
2: his face. It's podcast mode. It was one of the last incidents that happened there. I'll okay. tell you that. So <laughs> but it was pretty allegedly
1: not because of this incident. <laughs> <laughs> it, we,
2: it started to whittle away at. Right. It. Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, it was a double homicide that I had responded to. One guy was dead outside. One guy was dead inside or, you know, presumed dead. I mean, I, I could look in through the sliding glass door and see that his brains were on the wall. So, and he was on the bed. So he was probably dead, right. but we still have yeah, to just go put in him back in there. Yeah. We still have to go into the house and, and clear the house and make sure that the suspect isn't in there and there isn't any more victims. So for some I don't know how it happened, but there was a pit bull in the room with the dead guy. So my job was, I had a dog pole like dog catchers use. Yeah. And my job was specifically to go get the dog under control, get the noose. It's essentially a noose on a pole, mm-hmm. get that over the dog's neck and control that. So the the rest of the stick or the, the, the the six guys that were behind me could go in and do what's called a dynamic entry and clear the house, make sure that nobody else was in there. So I go in and do my job and secure the dog and they go in and there wasn't anybody there. And clearly the guy was dead. And that was basically my involvement in it. So I got called into trial Mm -hmm. on this. They they ultimately we caught the killer and, um, goes to trial again, defense attorney, pretty tough case to, to defend. Um, so they, I get up on the trial, and they They try to pick apart your report and everything. And uh, you know, they ask you, "So was your is your report as as accurate as you could make it? You know, regarding this incident, you 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 documented and everything that you did, and recorded everything that you saw." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did, I did." Well, what was your role? And I I explained to him, "Well, I went into the door, and my job was to secure the, this pit bull." Well, how many people were behind you? I, I, I don't know. Well, why not? Because it wasn't my job to count the people. My job was to control the dog. Well, that frustrated her. Right. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> so what did you do next? I so said, I went in the door and I secured the dog with the noose. She's like, what did the dog do? I'm like, well, I was able to secure the dog and control it. Well, did the dog bark? I said, I don't remember. Well, you said that you recorded everything that happened that night. Don't you think that would be notable? I'm like, no, if the dog spoke, that would be notable. <laughs> but a dog barking wouldn't be a notable thing, and I just don't remember if the dog barked or not. <laughs>
1: it barked 16 times and said room four times. I walked and into the room, and the dog said, "Getch!" I saw the whole yeah. thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the jury started laughing, and, and she excuse me from having to testify.
1: <laughs> Good so story. That's fun. That is funny. So you can't tell a story like that and then be mad at me and Zach for being smartass. <laughs> Absolutely not. Double I standard. standard. You know, I would not have it. <laughs> this road
2: should go both ways or I was just none trying at to all. to get to the story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we see. We're having our fun as well. You <laughs> we throw um, softballs at us. What are we supposed to do? Just be like, that's a pretty thing I like a lot. <laughs> <Get> oh, uh. <laughs> <it>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, You the do it to one. us anyway, too. I right. know. Right. The last one is, uh, really just pretty much a lack of trust in juries. Uh, that we had a, uh, robbery at one of the Walgreens where there were three suspects that we ended up catching. And what they did was they they robbed the, uh, the pharmacy in there and took a bunch of, you know, I don't know, it wasn't even fentanyl back then. It was, you know, morphine and uh, mm. oxys and such uh, to the tone of about $400,000 street value of wow. drugs. All right. Anyway, inflation. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain went. Like, my goodness, this is <laughs> about a million. In Back today. in the '70s, you could get way
0: more fucked yeah. up with way
2: less money. Anyway, to give me the Quaalude days, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy that I caught uh, had he had about two hundred thousand dollars estimated value of pills in his pockets, and his role in that was he was the lookout guy at the front door. Um. He, he didn't enter, but he was, you know, he was the one supposed so to. Everybody just had a whole America bunch of money. He can. was, he he was the guy that on. yelled, look out. Well, they, so they did the robbery. They divvied up the drugs and then took off. That makes sense. The reason I don't have the trust in the juries is he was clearly part of the robbery. He didn't enter and didn't assault the, the, uh, it's not a clerk. What is it? It's the pharmacist. Pharmacist. Thank you. Jesus. Um, it's Zach, but it's fine. <laughs> he gets that a
0: lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the bald head. Second under. <laughs> a lot of Second under. Jesus stuff.
2: Anyway, the jury did not convict him of robbery because he didn't go in. Because he held the door. They, yeah, so he got charged with possession, uh, w- with drug possession, not even for the amount being in possession with intent to deliver. He didn't get charged with the robbery. They, they felt that because he didn't actually enter into the, into the building that he wasn't liable
1: for the robbery that occurred that's ridiculous <laughs> it is ridiculous that's so. like
0: then how is charlie manson in prison i, I that's thing. a very so good
1: question don't juries have to like agree unanimously on they
0: did verdict? agree unanimously wild. were they set. all was there like a gas like it doesn't shock
1: me at all that some of them would feel that way but like that yeah. they all they were like meh <laughs> I was, I was, you know, like somebody spiked the punch that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Reasonable. Well, well, he didn't yeah. actually. I know, go where, and the, take I know the pills. where the drugs went. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he was clearly, a, he was
0: clearly, a,
2: clearly a part of this at the front door, uh, making that. sure customers didn't go go in. I mean, and they confiscated the drugs that he stole. And I, yeah, I took all the drugs out of his pocket that he got from the two guys that went in and actually did the robbery. How, how would you explain that like
0: okay like as a police officer like here's my three people that that did the crime and they're like not that guy and you're yeah. like no for sure that guy yeah. too he was really yeah. there he has yeah. the stuff on him and stuff no not that guy
2: no He's, he was like he was part of the planning like two hours like before I, one of the pills right there right. while you're trying to explain <laughs> this yeah, <but laughs> what, an, what like how about conspiracy to commit robbery at the at a minimum right I mean, but no, but a jury just said, Well, they're we're like a go like, possession. He didn't even insurance. know those guys, he, they just handed him the drugs. And he's like, I'll oh, hold yeah. the door because I'm a gentleman. Yeah, we got all these drugs. Here you go. You're welcome. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, they should check the lead pipes in that fucking courthouse. That's so. what something's going on with the water.
1: Yeah, he was, he was like, he was like Peter Parker's Uncle Ben just happened to be standing by the door, and they're like, <laughs> Take <"Tick> these.
2: <laughs> so, those are uh, three uh, court reader's desk, reader's digest version of uh, courtroom stupid shit. That, that, I, that was fun, that dude. Thank you yeah, for that. I know there's a lot more.
0: I heard. One of those stories, but at least one. I think maybe two. But that was that was fun to hear
1: again. As as someone who works in uh, litigation support, that kind of those kind of stories fascinate the fuck out of me. This we'll, is like, <laughs> it falls apart. The, these systems that we have.
0: It's like we're not really. I mean, we we cooperate pretty good, but when we break down all of our systems, it's like oh, we're just making this shit up. It's like make believe religion.
2: It's well, it a lot of religions are, hold this
0: shit together. In
2: general, I mean, their job isn't to necessarily profess their their clients innocence it's to add the most outlandish subterfuge stories of well maybe this could happen just to confuse a jury that's all they they don't have to be right they just have to confuse one person in the jury what a ridiculous with some ridiculous bullshit
1: do you think anybody actually wants to be a defense attorney yes is there's it, a lot of money involved in that is it just i don't know a, how you can sleep at night but, really yeah. i mean even even the money notwithstanding like it's just like it seems like one of those jobs. It's like, yeah, you got to do that until you work your way up the pole. You right. Know? So that you got to be back. pay your
2: dues. <laughs> or you hate the police so bad that you just literally go home and jerk off about it at night.
1: <laughs> you don't do that. I mean, not about that no. I, 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 about, Just about you Shady Yeah, you yeah, just yeah fuck me neither I'd never do that Fuck the
0: police Yeah, fuck
1: them All night long I'm fucking
0: <laughs> 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 Oh my god Well, alright <laughs> Nothing
1: but peak Intellectual energy Over here on Just Arise That is what you. we do
0: We need that Police <laughs> <damn, damn, laughs>
1: stories Police <laughs> <laughs> stories With
0: Jeff Ketchum <laughs> He didn't like the song Or us interrupting it all <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Okay, I think it's done. Yep. All right. I might be. uh, It's hard to tell a clear story when. Two jackasses? Two people are. are
1: well, you don't have to Talk tell about it while we're doing it. You got to wait. Yeah, you, <laughs> can, you can wait your turn while we're throwing out funly little I was trying. quips, sir. I was Welcome trying. to you know, you Just open yourself to the energy of the police <laughs> story song. Just yes, do. Let it I feel like you should you. sing along. I mean,
0: <laughs> I, you sing. You got you got lyrics. You can add to the verses every
2: time. I try to think, what can I add to the song? But it's so perfect that uh, there you I go. have
0: nothing to add. What a what a fine gentleman. Yeah, so you I you just wait the for it to situation. Be over. It's kind of like Gunnar
2: Halifax goes on forever and ever. and goes. goes. He's
0: negotiating with us, and he's putting us right where he wants us yep. uh, well whatever role of tradition time that's our next segment mm. the role of tradition which one of yeah. you that's you isn't that's it that's me of course alright well tell some, us what the hell we're some talking about
1: fucking esoteric philosophical bullshit has gotta be me Philosophicus <laughs> <you>
0: know, <laughs> like the stories Enough out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I He had an opportunity to sing along and he didn't. Right. This no. guy's fucking like nah. Jeff was just glad to see me in his shoes for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wanted to kinda wade into the waters of the role and the utility of tradition in the society, any society, not just ours. But
2: speaking of tradition, do you want some horsecock? Yeah. I want some horse That's cock.
1: Bearcock, actually. Give it see what I did there. Yeah, I totally interrupted Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um tradition. Tell your story. Tradition oh. gets shat on a lot. It does. Uh, by people who wanna fancy themselves as being like progressive or rebellious. Very and so. I don't necessarily depart from that entirely. Um because I kind of understand the spirit of it, like there's there's some there's a bit of a attractiveness. Our science is better. That's all. There's a, there's a bit of attractiveness to to being the rebel and rebellious behavior has a, a role to play for sure. But I feel that being too willing and quick to throw out tradition just because it's tradition is is kind of foolish. I I read something recently that um put forth that you you can't really be an effective rebel against tradition before you've uh embroiled yourself in it and built up a certain respect or reverence for that tradition i think like, that's fair like if you're if you're being a rebel just because just for the sake of being a rebel because you you saw the surface of something and you were like, no, fuck that, throw it out. Sure. Then, the surface, yeah. Then then you're not really, like, you're just, you're just you're not really a rebel at that point. You're just kind of being you a... You can't really
0: rebel against anything that you don't even understand. Right. I think so. I think you need to know something deeply to, uh, for it even to be worth rebelling against, right? But.
1: Well, and, I mean, you gotta know, you gotta know it to know how to effectively rebel against it, right? Like, if right. you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a good, solid working knowledge of know the tradition itself, then then you don't, you don't fucking really know what it is that you're supposed to be <laughs> rebelling against. Right. So all that is to say, I kind of wanted to get your guys's opinion and examine, uh, like your, your feelings on, on tradition. Like, is it, is it good? Are there examples of it where it's bad? Do you think it lends itself more to stagnation than it does to progress? Like, mm. is it something that should be done away with or avoided or somewhere in the middle of all that? Well, it you-
0: is like the contemporary thought of our ancestors, right? So we're just embracing, some people that were like living in the moment and like let's do a constitution let's write the fuck let's nail this to the fucking church wall Mm -hmm. and so we kind of follow along somebody else's moment that they grasped and said let's do something new that let's change things um but yeah there's never i mean it's like what you're always saying it's like a balance there's things that should be thrown out immediately really but and then there's things That are so true to human beings that we can't get rid of them like ritual like tradition of the of passing things out in a reverent way through almost a spiritual way passing information like whether it's secular like freemasonry or religious and and whatever religious
2: information Mm -hmm.
1: passed down and stuff so I
2: mean, I'm mean, i sitting here thinking it, Christmas and Easter. Maybe you guys are getting a little more deep than I am. That's tradition. part of it, too.
1: Yeah, that's part of it. But like, one more thing. like, so let's bring it a little more specifically for you, Zach. Frame it as it pertains to music. Like, like, do you think that people that cling harder to tradition are just antiquated when it comes to music? Like, they're like, classical music's the only real music kind of shit. Or, you know, it's like, is there value to the traditions that are inherent with music? Or is, it, yeah. or is it something that you should just be like, hmm, nope, we're doing it my way, and it's progressive, and it's amazing, and it's new, <laughs> you know? Like, that's the only real art. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, with music, it's harder to say. Like, I really think, I don't know. Like, when I look at certain kinds of art, like painting and stuff, like, I look at certain kind of abstract art, and it's like, I don't, I don't understand that being art. Like, just a red painting that's a million dollars. It's like, three shades of red. <laughs> you don't understand it. It's like, you're right, I don't. I don't get that.
1: All three um, of those shades of red were made from cow poop. It was pooped onto onto you know red raspberry leaves. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, that still doesn't make.
0: Well, now we got to come up with sixteen million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand Why that's valuable? I don't know. Uh, ask me the question again, my dumb brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a it's a hard it's a hard thing to nail at, but yeah, I'm just I like, I guess my my goal in trying to pin this down is um i've i spent i think it's common to, s- to spend a lot of your youth kind of railing against tradition just kind of as a knee-jerk reaction where you're just like mm, that's the way you guys did it doesn't mean i have to do it that way i'm smarter than you right you know right. it's a very common attribute of youth but oh, very as, as i've gotten older i have come to like there are certain traditional behaviors that I'm like that's stupid like you just do that because that's the way it's been done and that's why you do it that's stupid why do it differently Uh like just because of tradition you're going to just be stagnant and that's there's an element of it to that I think that's the far end of that side of the teeter-totter but on the other side I've kind of come to have more of a respect for traditions especially as it pertains to like you know, art forms or skilled labor or trades, that kind of shit, where it's like you're essentially those traditions exist for a reason mm-hmm. more often than not. And and you as the person in the present who's working with whatever that medium is, you're having a conversation with people that existed decades centuries before you Mm -hmm.
0: and standing on the shoulders of yeah and
1: applied them so and sure maybe the variables have changed and but if you don't if you never spend the time to learn the fundamentals of where they were and what everything that exists and is available to you now um where all that shit came from and and gain a a degree of respect for it then i don't feel that you can truly become effective at trying to innovate it and push it further or modify it you know like yeah. you, you know and like break the mold like you kind of have to you gotta you gotta learn the mold before you can break the mold I yeah guess.
0: that's like with the art i remember doing a time suck research on da vinci and learning about all these masters and then i kind of got into the debate of what i was talking about with the abstract art and then the the art the fine art of a perfect human form and then you know these weird forms of you know Fantastical forms and stuff And it was these weird debates But basically the tradition was No you have to learn Each of these pathways To get to the point Where you become a master And becoming a master Of this kind of art Is like the point Like you can The tradition teaches you To become a master of something Like the same with classical music Like if you follow the tradition Of classical music guidance Mm -hmm. You'll learn music And you'll get all this And you'll practice this many hours And you'll end up doing These things in life And that's what it looks like And you might write your own shit, but maybe not. And whatever, uh, the tradition is valuable in that sense because you know, if you just decide to like fuck Rembrandt, fuck all of these masters before Rembrandt, fuck all those people. I'm an artist. What I do is special? I don't need to know shading and the shit. I'm just going to make three shades of poopy <laughs> red or whatever. Which that guy probably is a master, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But seventeen million dollars for a red painting. But it's like. There is a lot of that, and where where tradition seems like it's like no we should you you earn a right you know there's a tradition in policing probably where you go through these different things that you must do you must go through you know that's more of a process that's
2: right I was thinking more like martial arts would probably be a really good example that's where, a better one. where th- there there probably are some probably are some clubs out there now uh, that don 't really focus on the tradition of where the fighting style came from and and within martial arts tradition it's so much more than just learning how to fight or how to defend there There's a lot of life principles in patience that that you learn uh, going through the the old school process, so I can see where the, where that tradition would be very important mm-hmm. to hold on to um,
1: yeah, and I think that I think that learning kind of embroiling yourself in a tradition gives you an appreciation for whatever the thing is. Yeah. Even if you decide to change it or modify it or, you know, m- apply it to your own needs, like, you wouldn't know, you know, whether it's martial arts or, or painting. Like, like you were saying, Zach, you've, maybe there's something about that those three shades of red that were so valuable to somebody mm. and it's simply because you're you're not embroiled in the traditions mm-hmm. inherent in that and somebody who is like sees the value like holy right. shit this only came about because of a certain set of circumstances and, and a- <laughs> you know and it's just like whoa okay so and that I my mean, ignorance it, knows no you bounds don't, you don't have to I mean that's you don't have to fucking gain a deep appreciation of every little thing that everybody appreciates you know right. but uh, but I guess one of the points I'm driving at here is if if there's something that you're involving yourself with or, or even something that you feel strongly about, I think it behooves you to not just look at it at face value and, ignore, and blithely ignore the traditions. Don't just shit you know. on the tradition without, without a cause. Right. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say.
0: I'm trying to think, like, wouldn't a kind of a fun life be one of embracing the good traditions that you find just and moral and then perhaps in a creative sense creating your own traditions for your own family in, in, the, in the same way that are just and moral you mm-hmm. know uh
1: and there's a place for tearing traditions down too i mean not just yeah. just because it's tradition doesn't mean it's inherently a good thing that just almost think, it's know? like just because it's old right, right? right. yeah you know, there's yeah.
2: some tribal traditions where they you know it comes cut the, the, the gr- girls clitoris off that's probably a tradition that should probably be
1: Absolutely. Getting rid of. Yeah, you know, I'm absolutely. I'm again that one. Same I don't, here. I don't, I don't I don't I'm not for that. They're not all <laughs>
0: traditions aren't equal, are they? Fucking eh. <laughs> There's some that are very benign and some that are quite the opposite. Right. Okay, well, I still feel like we're lingering on this tradition. Uh, I don't know, how do you feel about the role of tradition in society now? Are we are we done with it? Like are we are we are we walking away from it in a sense? Like as with, I think of religion a lot when I think of tradition. We're definitely walking away from religion a bit more.
2: I think technology takes us away from most tradition because or we the old school way doesn't have to be used anymore. But there's a lot of value that that old school way brought. That was maybe more than the product that is uh, the end result.
0: We're afraid to lose tradition too, right? I mean that—that that is one of the fears. Of, isn't that what conservatism is, in a sense, is trying to conserve the it's principles a of core Moses component
1: and, of the it, original intention of it? Yeah, for a big sure. part.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know.
1: and I mean some of that—some of that's valid. Because I would say
0: liberalism is trying to keep tradition as well. It's very much the tradition of the individual uh right you know i don't yeah,
1: know just difference of important depend importance depending on the tradition i guess but right. i think it's i think it's valid to be uh, afraid of letting traditions die necessarily like the, some of them maybe don't serve us anymore but they at least serve us in the sense of this is the history of the thing you know like this is where it come from or this is where it once stood in in the context of society and mm-hmm. you know maybe it changes like we were talking about last week with the you know the advent of new technology and electricity and shit like that coming around and changing the face of the world or, or with the printing press would be an even more poignant example of you know like there was traditions of how knowledge was preserved before the printing press came along mm-hmm. and then the printing press completely changed the entire game and some of those traditions were people were like well we can't we can't lose those 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 are important, and I think that's a natural way to feel because now some of that shit that is super valuable and people are kind of rediscovering, you know, like the you know oral tradition rather than literary, Mm -hmm. you know, passing of knowledge has seen a resurgence in my lifetime. I feel like you know, like not not in the sense of this is the way that we're going to pass information forward, but there are whole groups of people that are like we we do this and we do it because it's something that has value and we need to keep it alive, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's like that's. I won't ever poo poo people that are like that, you know, well, it's, it's kind of so, like, yeah.
2: that's kind of my, you know, I'm, I'm a, definitely a conservationist, but also the hunting and the fishing and the, mm-hmm. I see that very clearly as a way of life that is going away. It isn't necessarily needed in today's society, but I certainly don't want to let it go. Right. That you is, know, a, I, I want that to become more my my life, not, tradition. not left. So I, I think that falls in the, in the yes. same concept I of what so. you're it's a big, talking about.
0: big umbrella tradition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it means a bunch of different things.
2: Yeah.
0: But it, it does seem like that is something that we're fearing. It seems like technology is scaring us because we're the ease of life makes tradition uh, maybe less necessary. Yeah. The ease of information is making some of the traditions of explaining life, like the religious beliefs, less necessary and less obvious and less even uh attractive i guess
2: mm-hmm. uh, but there's there's so many things that are lost if you get rid of the tradition even what in what i'm talking about with the with the hunting and the gathering and yeah. and the more uh self-sufficiency uh to live off the land well what and, and the bonding that that makes with the people that are uh, involved in your life i mean you you tend to you you depend on each other a lot more and without that that dependency goes away but that that Core uh, bond with those people also tends to dissipate yeah. without that.
0: It's like we're redefining what it means to be a good man and woman and a good member of society. As recently, I mean, we're doing it all the time, I guess, right. but it's in such a drastic way. Where our ancestors, for all of history, were like, "How can you be useful to your tribe and your, your family, your tribe, uh, maybe your neighbor tribe? How can you be useful?" And now it's like how can i sell my skills to the world and how can i you know make a bunch of money and you know use that money to be useful or whatever it's a whole nother different kind of way and now and the skills that traditional masculine people did aren't even they're not celebrated in the west in any way anymore because they're almost they're still certainly necessary but they're meant to be seen as less necessary and maybe they are i don't know but uh We're certainly meant to believe that they're less necessary. And because we're not hunters anymore, we're not defending from bears and, you know, we're still defending from crazy ass ourselves. But it's a
2: perfect example of people who for sure attack me and my principles in it because they don't agree with it because they think, well, you don't have to go out and kill your own meat. Right, i mean we've well, we, don't well, we about
1: that where we trust society that, so much as it pertains to that we're not so far removed from that as people like to pretend we are you know like we're fragile we're, shit we're, we're a couple away. of catastrophes away from that be needing no no longer being something that's just a tradition and it's a means for survival you know so and, and like there's not that, enough
0: wildlife and, out there for all of us and that, and, to that, do that either, and that right?
1: illustrates i think that illustrates why it's it's valuable to keep that shit alive even though it might not be you know a a core necessary thing like it once was just letting it go away or tossing it out completely and letting it fade into the annals of history is irresponsible i think you know whether you like the tradition or not you know what i mean like i said earlier there's a caveat to everything you know like some traditions are just poison you know like Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are some fucking Cults that do terrible things that have plenty of traditions and they probably shouldn't exist in the first place, you know So like that's just because something <laughs> yeah, just because something is a tradition Doesn't mean it's necessarily w- w- not worth dismantling But I just I feel like there should be a, a little bit more widely held reverence for traditions um, Because it seems like a lot of my peers in in my age group and, and a little younger uh tend to kind of lean towards the just b- fucking burn it all down we don't need any of that shit We're just, yeah. we'll figure it out ourselves you know we, we got all the answers and it's like fucking do, do you though like and it's right. I get it man like it's it's way easier and way more I, exciting to do that shit but because when you're engaging with tradition it, it requires uh it requires a little bit of faith, no matter which direction you go. Because so if you lean into tradition before you learn enough to discern for yourself whether or not it has value, you have to have faith that the people that contributed to the existence of that tradition before you knew what the fuck they were talking about, or they had good reasons for doing yeah, what yeah. they were
0: doing. You know, assuming that everybody's out to do the worst scenario though is really bad bad yeah
1: yeah true you know and that's what i mean like you kind of if you're going to do that you kind of have to approach it from a position of of faith at Mm -hmm. least for a little while until you can you're able to learn enough to make a determination but it requires a little bit of faith on the other side of that too if you decide to just live absent all that information and be like i'll i'll just trust that me and my peers can figure this shit out you know, it's like Ooh, okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. A,
2: You're talking about the young. No, they're like they're not going to figure it out. They're like, well, somebody will figure it out for me. That's <laughs> yeah, well, more maybe. like it. Yeah.
0: Well, these these seem like uh, pretty self starters. Want to do kind of want to burn it down and yeah uh, from the conversation. There's a
1: had. place in a time for that. For that sure, energy. You know, I
0: mean, even yeah. our founders wrote about it. You know, refreshing the tree of liberty with the blood of tyrants from time to time. That kind of thing. Let's yeah.
1: What water the
0: garden. I know. But <laughs> when you say that, you're like, oh, fuck. I, but people will, might actually...
1: Want that? I know a few think politicians we could scary. start with. I'm just ah. <laughs> send them poop in a box first. Poop in a
0: box, not right. your poop. Okay. Like
1: probably dog poop. So you're saying escalate a little more slowly. <laughs> slowly.
0: Yeah, okay. You want to like it's like what they're doing to us. You turn the pot with the frog to in dessert. it up slowly.
1: <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to even eat the frog. I just want the cake at the end.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, rule of tradition. I think there's a lot we could talk about. We could probably go on and on about this. It's a pretty it's,
1: broad. It's a pretty broad stroke. I think
0: but, we should come back to it. I'm yeah, sure there's other ways to come back to it in the future.
1: Worth opening. Pandora's box a little yeah. bit
0: I think the the for me tradition like I'd I, I love we've talked about this on the show you know some of the traditions like military traditions mm-hmm. uh, you know despite the horrendous nature of, of war and warfare and all the, the tragedies there's something about the salute between a soldier and a soldier you know that no matter what happens no matter where I am with how I believe about government or whatever I'm like I love that I love that tradition that honor when you see that arm go up and and you see that respect given, like
1: yeah.
0: as a, a contrarian cunt, that still gets me almost every time. It's kind of like, even like our our Star Spangled Banner when that's played, despite me and my views about government and stuff. There's something about human solidarity where you're like, you know, when Whitney Houston sang it in the Super Bowl, you're like, fuck yeah, man! And America yeah. was like, fuck yeah, bro, or whatever. Well, <laughs> but em-
1: embracing a tradition kind of caters to an element of humanity that's super integral where you're basically interjecting yourself into a long line of other people that you now belong to Mm -hmm. you know what i mean by virtue of whatever it is that you're doing whether it's just participation or or adding to it or or maintaining whatever it is, you know, if you're in a craftsman's guild that specializes in certain types of ridiculously fancy cabinets and you learn all the traditions of the old master woodworkers before you uh, and, that then, goes you, back and to then Egypt or some and shit. And you before. get to yeah, and then you get to participate, you're now you're now entering into their fucking lore. You know, you're part of it. Mm-hmm. And there's that that fucking strikes a deep chord with a lot of people. And I think it's valuable. I mean there's something to be said for grabbing a hold of a thread that goes back Hundreds of years before you even were conceived of, and and pulling it a little bit further forward, you know, yeah. like that's that's a that's that's kind of a cool piece of, of human experience. So, I think it's worth not just throwing it out readily across the board. Well, know? the three
0: of us are part of the uh, tradition of contrarian discourse. Uh, we three cunts are <laughs> doing that. So I don't know how we're doing. The we're history in. will will let us it know. It
1: only took us thirty-one episodes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good.
1: <laughs> We're doing Excellent.
0: great. Uh, can you imagine if like, some of the path... Uh, it's weird that we have podcasts in this era because we don't know who the future, you know, people that are going to be important to listen to a hundred or a thousand years from now, you know,
1: Can you imagine I, Aristotle's podcast, bro? right? <laughs> exactly. that, I, I was thinking about that. And I'm like, I don't want
0: people to think I'm associating myself with that. But yes, it's like, imagine if fucking Aristotle or Jesus Christ
1: or Buddha yeah. or, you know, Nietzsche
0: <laughs> if Nietzsche had a podcast
1: <laughs> or, if, oh my God, I would listen to Nietzsche's podcast. That oh, would be madness. <laughs> it would be madness, dude. Oh my God. I or James always, Joyce. I've always imagined Nietzsche as a very chaotic, Individual, like if you were interacting with with a person, like it's just like, "Ah, ah, ha ha ha, Nietzsche, stop, 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 (laughs) 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 write that shit down, write it down, okay. All
0: right, you guys. So, rule of tradition, we'll come back to this at some other time. This is badasses from history. I like this. Oh, yeah, we're gonna go back and, and celebrate a life. We're, in their flaws and in their goodness.
1: We're beta testing this as a segment. If you guys enjoy this, we're by no means the first people to do this, nor will be, we be the last. But right. there are. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, there's tons of cool fucking real people that existed throughout history and and some of their lives are just so like i'm i'm trying to frame it in the context of today and i'm like she did fucking what <laughs> right like holy shit no way that's they could wild do that so i don't know i wanted to i wanted to test this out so i'm gonna i'm gonna walk you guys through some some key points from the life of a gal by the name of julie dabini Julie de Bini Julie de are either one of you familiar I think I asked you earlier Zach and I, you said maybe not
0: I thought it came up during the time suck research time but you, you started to tell me a little touch of it so and I and I don't think so so it's all me, new to me
1: Let me regale you with the tale of Julie de she was born in 1673 and died in 1707 She was also known as La Mopin she was a French noblewoman uh, she had some moderate success as an opera singer before dying at a young age. Um, she kind of has become a bit of a folk hero since then. There's some mysterious elements regarding her death and the fact that she never left a grave that anybody <clears throat> knows about. You know, so This is perfect but, fodder for... Uh
0: Mythos, yes, Folklore. exactly. so yeah.
1: so some of the things I tell you may have been dramatized over the years, hard to say, <laughs> but uh, if even half of it's true, this this gal was a badass. If this could be done for your life, you'd be in
0: good <laughs> good shape forever. Wow.
1: So our gal Julie grew up as uh, one of the boys and learned swordsmanship, specifically fencing from her father. Uh, who was a trainer of of pages at Louis the Fourteenth's court in oh, Paris? Shit. So right? kind of no slouch there. Yes, um, at the age of fourteen, she seduced her dad's boss, the oh. Comte de marrying another guy on paper, then running off with a third paramour, her fencing master, a man named Seron, to Marseille, where she began singing in the opera. So already. 14, she's manipulating world already. politics and oh, she's shit. She's halfway through her life at that point. Already, so she's, off, she's
0: off to a hot start. Right? <laughs> yeah, she's already too
1: late. She should have had three kids by then. <laughs> so she she started an affair with a, a girl, which at the time was very like... Unheard of. Very unheard or of. Or very not talked about. Yeah, very yeah, very yeah, not talked about exactly and, happened, and socially funny. frowned upon. Yes. We'll put it that way, right? Um. So she, she, this, this girl ended up being sent to a convent to become a nun, Oh man, get thee to a nunnery, you know? And so, uh, Julie follows this, this love of hers to the convent where, um, uh, where her parents set her in response and then, and then placing, she, she took the body of a dead nun. She didn't kill the nun. I think I told you that earlier, Zach, and that was not true. Okay. She took the body of a dead nun and put it in place of. Uh, the girl that she loved in that girl's bed at the nunnery. Without committing any any real crimes other than probably grave robbery or some shit. And then set the entire place on fire to cover their escape. <laughs> nice. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, right? Took a dead nun, put her in her girlfriend's it clearly
2: throat. didn't have juvenile hall back then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people in
0: Hollywood have heard this story too because they've taken that fucking trope to town.
1: So, all right. <laughs> uh, so, so her, her legend grows and then uh, she goes on to... Beat the the Duke of Loon's son and two of his flunkies in <laughs> the Duke of Loon, <laughs> the Duke of Loons, <laughs> L-U-Y-N-E-S If you want right. to look that shit up, well, that's uh, fun. fun. Whooped, whooped his son and two of his flunkies in a sword fight over yeah. an insult, nice. and then. Snuck into his room and seduced him after he sent her a letter of apology Fucking <laughs> I wonder what that dialogue
2: is. So she would like. have done okay in today's world, it's really no different <laughs> Oh, she would
0: have, yeah, she would have yeah, she thrived She'd have a, you know, Instagram fucking followership and mm-hmm. Probably an MMA fucking
1: <laughs> some, <laughs> some deals So in sixteen sixteen ninety, she returned to Paris To uh, sing in the world famous Paris Opera Uh, first a soprano and then eventually switching to her natural contralto of danger over the years uh alternatively seducing or beating up sometimes both most if not all of her fellow actors and actresses in paris (laughs) during her stint (laughs) there so she was a dominatrix yeah yeah she was she was a very powerful bisexual ass um (laughs) So in 1695, she goes to a ball. Amazing on Pornhub. She (laughs) She have a great (laughs) OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. 1695, she goes to a ball in Versailles and uh, ends up kissing a young woman there. And then she gets challenged to a duel by no less than three of that woman's suitors at once, and uh, whooped them all. (laughs) 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 Which was amusing enough to the king, uh, to. For her to get another royal pardon.
0: <laughs> no, nice.
1: wow. So he was like, he was like, mm, all good. <laughs> that was
0: awesome. That's like some gladiator shit. Like, <laughs> give, thumbs her, up. give her a fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they deserved it. I
1: didn't like two out of the three anyway. <laughs> uh, hiding from uh, French justice in Brussels, she where she sang at the Opera de Quai And naturally, had an affair with a one Maximilian, uh, Emmanuel, Prince-Elector of Bavaria. (laughs) Nice. She's not (laughs) sleeping She got into some of the German stock there. Yeah. (laughs) Until 1698. Um, she became the mistress of the Marquise de Florensac, whose sudden death by childbirth broke her, uh, her being Julie, so much that she retired from the opera in 1705 and Ended up joining a convent herself, coming full circle, where where she died two years later. Oh wow! Uh, remaining technically married all this time and leaving no known grave behind. Huh. <laughs> wow. So, as what? you might imagine, her her legend has inspired uh, no no small amount of of tales and characters yeah. over the years. But but she was a real gal who lived, and she was a bisexual, sword fighting people seducing singing nunnery opera singing. burning opera singing fucking badass she was a woman
2: 400 years ahead of her time and I, I
1: wish yeah. i i wish i would have known her she i know fucking awesome she's a player one
0: for sure she <laughs> mm-hmm. was like looking at the world like you guys are all stupid i'm gonna do 10 things that are kick-ass kick right. <laughs> suck it dude that's a renaissance woman right
1: yeah yeah so julie dabini She's okay. our she's our historical badass of the week. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys let us know if you like that shit. I'm, I do. I'm, I'm happy to do more. I, I love going through some of that stuff.
0: Let's celebrate people, man. This yeah. is fun. That was great. Cool. So she's the first one on the list. Julie Dabini. We'll put her up on a little, when we get our studio the way we want it, which, thank you guys, patreon.com, we're going for a studio. Let's uh, go. We'll get some paintings on the wall for these folks.
1: Fuck yeah. We should, we should like rank them too and then have like uh, badasses of history death matches. Well, and, good luck. You know, good and luck. Have everybody vote on who wins. Yes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> fucking, let's just do that all the time. Ju- Julie Dabini versus Miyamoto Musashi this week. <laughs> Place your bets. <laughs> that would be,
0: I'm in. I got goosebumps over the goodness. I want I want alright I think we're going to switch it up to uh, our next thing which is Reasonable's Party uh, this on. one's going to be a little bit more serious but who knows how long it's the draft hate it <laughs> good for you you got good instincts good instincts right out of the gate so I would agree uh, yeah right mandatory military service you owe your gov- as a parent you owe your children uh, my, body, to the to the government. Government. my
1: body is government property. That's
0: right. To fight. I got
1: a social security number and everything. <laughs> that's what it
0: says, <laughs> and that's what it means. All right. As the reasonableist party, would we put up with this nonsense? <laughs> you know. I'm not tainting that well with my PP at <laughs> <laughs> all.
2: Right. So this is an opinion that throughout most of my life, I would say absolutely make or, uh, military service mandatory. However,
0: right for the benefits of it, there are certain benefits for sure.
2: Right. Right. But however, you know, after working for the government for 27 (laughs) years and, and being basically paramilitary within society Mm -hmm. and learning what that's all about. And then really since 2020 and watching what our government truly is and their true colors really shining and then being able to look backwards from that, um, Yeah, I really thought there was a lot of uh, important initially a lot of importance that every child should be in the military, and I even tried to get in the military, and they wouldn't let me at the time because all I had was a good enough diploma, and at the time they weren't really looking for a lot of a lot of bodies, so they wanted me to go get a college education first before I could join the military. Now, however, I I do I do believe in the principles of the military being good to teach. to teach people how, how to have independence and, and live with structure for their for themselves and be able to get things accomplished for themselves and maybe build some self-confidence. But I don't think that it's important anymore based on what our government does and who our government is. Mm. I would never want that to, to happen anymore, and I would never want people to sacrifice their children uh, for the betterment of the government because the shit that they do now is... That and have done for years that has come to light, it's not It's not for the betterment of the people at all. It's for the greed of the government. Yeah. Well, in our lifetime, we saw, you know, for, well, not in our
0: lifetime, but connected to us, our parents' generation were drafted. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Vietnam War was a pretty interesting time. And it is declaring your kids the property of the state. Very strange thing. Mm-hmm. No. How do you feel about it? Strayden?
1: I could... Potentially, be persuaded that there is value in mm, a certain degree of maybe even mandatory uh, or at least highly incentivized um, military slash martial training for mm-hmm. people, especially ROTC in their in their in their development. Yeah, but I can't I can't fathom a world in which I am in support of sending barely trained and unwilling young people. It straight into the front lines of warfare right. uh, or into situations that they're just not yet developed enough to deal with not, not only that like in and, and throughout history armies of conscripts never fare well against armies that have actually been trained and want to take the field you know so i don't i don't feel like the the things that you gain by forcing people into military service outweigh the the the, the um liability of it Right. you know even from a tactical standpoint let alone a moral standpoint so based on that I've never been a big fan of the idea of a draft because it's just basically to me If if we get to a point where the government's like, well, we got to have a draft. We need more bodies. They're just looking for fucking cannon fodder. I kind of find that despicable. You know, like if we're if somebody is on on our beaches and in our air and in our fucking front yard, you won't have
0: to fucking draft anybody. Exactly. Right. That's that's kind of what I was. I'll be out there.
1: Thinking for for the
2: purposes of uh, the actual protection of our own country, I could see the utility in doing so. But, that's, like, we were just saying it wouldn't yeah, that's, be necessary. That's
1: not... And that's,
0: we would, yeah, in this country, we If there was people right. invading the, the shores of the Pacific Northwest or some shit, uh, would we be sitting here now?
1: No, we'd be going and getting Sasquatch. <laughs> like, let's go, buddy. It's time. It's <laughs> time, time to shine, baby.
0: <laughs> so, I, I have a feeling that everybody, all able-bodies... That's like you're saying... A conscript versus a person that lives, a soldier that lives in their area, it's ten to one the value. Yeah. I mean, that's I think easily historically, yeah, or a hundred to one perhaps. Yeah. But
2: you know, yeah. then again, there's a lot of people that talk about if there was some sort of civil war here, here, what what they would do. Well, most of them are so goddamn out of shape and stupid they wouldn't know what to do to begin with government would dissolve at that sense because we're the civil war
0: between the north and the south in the 19th century made sense because it's like well they're the south and we're the north now the people that disagree today would be like well you sit across the table from me and I'm going to have to stab you in the middle of the night because I hate your politics (laughs) that's Imagine that shit. I, although uh, there was some of that in the Civil War too. Going to
1: say that that does that
0: all has of Missouri was that history. Yeah. 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 I, oh, for sure, in every state, Big in every too household. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine Missouri, where it was kind of like right in the midst of all that stuff, in the yeah. middle, and they're like.
2: Nevertheless, for the utility of literally our own country, I could see purpose in it. But for how our military is generally used for other people's bullshit, no, I'm, right. I'm not good well, with that. It,
0: I respect uh, you know a country like Israel where it, it has neighbors that are hostile to it for sure historically for and we can get into the debate about all of the existence of it et cetera blah, blah blah but they do have mandatory military service for every kid going through school because they're you know it's an active war zone basically all the time uh, so there is some you know I guess there's some but it does feel like if you are born as a citizen of Israel you're owned by that. I mean, it's like it's your time to go out to the to oh, the yeah. fucking fence and put your head up over the thing.
1: Mm. It's like, geez. So, let's explore this a little bit deeper and a little more specifically as it pertains to the reasonableist party. Okay. What at, under what circumstances would it be reasonable to go to war? To go to war, right? Because I mean, if we're if we're talking about Conscription? Would that ever be a thing that would even become an issue if the Reasonableist Party was running the show? Good question. You know, like, and that. So then, that begs the question: by extension, what would we go to war for? Active or, attack upon us would be my.
0: Yeah, only retaliation. I mean, there are resource things in this world that we have now, but the Reasonableist Party would be working to free market the world. Right? It is already doing that. The world is trying to go there anyway. So it's like you know free enterprise cooperate more so we shouldn't be attacking folk for really any reasons other than so we're, we've been attacked attacking like
1: as in open kinetic warfare or yes or attacking as i in, don't know when
0: you get into the cyber warfare it's like we're already under attack well, cyber
1: warfare but also what if what if a country is openly and aggressively uh, a threat to the existence of our way of life even if they're not directly attacking us but they're Eroding us, mm, or, like their their morality exists, or they're so or they're so diametrically opposed to our values, and they're becoming so powerful that if they stay unchecked, then we're going to be on the losing end of that equation.
0: I never want to be part of preemptive shit. I guess I, know, I don't right? know. You want to build just the best defenses and give people the benefit of the doubt. I guess and try for diplomacy and. Let the market like just keep trading blue jeans with people. It's like I will here. We want your cars. Here's our blue jeans. Fucking please. Let's Mm -hmm. just not
1: eat each other. I don't know. I feel that way in my heart, but the intellectual side of me that's very cold is like (laughs) that hasn't gone well for most people that have held hard to that stance in history. You know. Oh, we (laughs) haven't had it has for some, but.
0: Well, we haven't had as much decentralization of markets as we've had in the last, you know, hundred years or so. That's and it's true. And we've had it the best quality of life. Field. But a lot of that's due to just technology too. We can give capitalism its due for sure, but it's also technology has a few smart cunts have brought forth things that have made our lives so much easier and made all of this possible and whether or not that could have been possible somewhere else, I'm sure. But, you know, like a Serbian guy came here and did that, uh, Nikola Tesla, and a bunch of people that come from uh, came here just to use our system, you know, did it. Mm-hmm. But their brain from Serbia came here and did it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going, but basically if a few people didn't live, we wouldn't be having this conversation because all of our our standard of living would be way lower Yeah. if, you know, Edison didn't live and steal stuff. Or yeah, maybe. Whatever.
1: It's big, big ifs though, because if maybe if not them, then somebody else. Yeah.
0: Perhaps, like, who knows? but no guarantee yeah, on the roll of right. the weird historical dice. Exactly. Dies. All right, we're getting way philosophical. <laughs> we're talking about the draft. All right, I'm against the draft. Right, you the you government- invited me to sit at
1: this table. <laughs> you, knew, you knew what was going to happen. I, that wasn't a scolding. That was that
0: was a, a backhanded praise. I guess I don't know. Uh, I was trying to hurt my own self.
2: I would be against the draft, but have the open possibility if we were literally under attack.
0: I would trust. I, I would. I feel like history would show that we wouldn't need that, but I agree, you know, but I, I think, would take it I off think, the table. Uh, I would make it illegal for the government to do that. I would say we wouldn't have the power. We can only ask, Yeah, please send your I kids. Would,
1: I would rather incentivize than threaten yeah. personally. But I that's find, a form I of coercion it, with the taxpayer's money too. Well, I mean, not, not even, I don't know. I don't know. Get a hundred bucks, go if, get a if shot. There's, if there's a need, if there's a need and and we give you a, some incentive to fill it, like sure. it's just like there's something, well, that's paying somebody to be a soldier.
2: Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, well, we saw lots of incentivizing by the government with with the uh, vaccine too, and I didn't appreciate any of that.
1: Yeah. Well, it just depends. In the market it, too. They give you a donut. It just depends, though, because that was that was not that. I don't. I don't think that's the same as what I'm talking about. Honestly, I think that's. I think that's a bit of a straw man because that Probably wasn't. Is. That wasn't. That was a that was a demand by them or, or you know, a request by them, I guess it, it was sort of framed as a demand. But it wasn't it wasn't like a this is a, this is a need that we need you to fill. It was this is an elective procedure that we're you that we're going to that we're going to incentivize you uh, slash punish you, you know, right. if if you don't engage with. And I don't know that that's necessarily the same as being like, "Hey, we're under attack and we need more help." So, it, it, you know, to, to right. keep it off of our shores.
0: Uh, Wait, yeah, I would say that's different. Know. Although uh, people would argue the threat uh, goes beyond your, you know, it's a societal threat, blah blah blah. But yeah, that's another conversation. The bots are crawling over this, but we haven't yeah, said the word yet. <laughs> well, the reality said, is, the if I'm going
2: to be in a fight,
0: you're not allowed to think. Stop if I'm going to
2: be in a fight, just in general society, and I got to fight a couple of people. And the person that w- is with me doesn't want to fight that person's probably not going to help me i want somebody that's ready and willing to yes fight next
0: imagine to vietnam when you are scared shitless and because of a number pulled a random number and you're just lot in life of birth you're sent to a place that you know nothing about you don't you hear yeah you don't what know the a language. Shit show it ended
1: up being yes too. Like,
0: and everyone knew that it would be a shit show mm-hmm. the people that were protesting the war were like this is a shit show this is a bunch of manipulated shit between, you know, rich cunts, really, and, you know, these ideals that, you know, it was Cold War shit and whatnot, but uh, uh, imagine being in the jungle, 18 years old, not wanting to be there at all. I can't imagine most of them wanted to be. I mean, I'm listening to my dad's stories, too, because he was that kid that was, you know, he volunteered to not be drafted so that he could go do, like, warehouse duty and shit, and he hated that, too, but... You know he's a contrarian kind, of like. Me, so, but I <laughs> can't even imagine how how good of a soldier could you possibly be, scared shitless, not disagreeing a hundred percent with what's going on, and then going out there being cold, being rained on, being warm, being you know yelled at, having your feet hurt, fucking not get eating enough,
1: being drunk, I don't know whatever yeah. it might be. Not to mention, so far removed from your home turf. Yeah, like. like and, and at 18, what are crazy not ecosystem formed. to step into yeah. if, that, if you've only ever known, like, even just the geography, yeah. let alone the culture, you know, it's just like, holy fuck, this is, we're fighting aliens, it's, right, like, this is a whole other planet, and I don't yeah. know how to exist here, yeah,
0: young aliens too, like baby aliens, yeah, like, bo- if we sent adults, maybe this should be the reasonable party platform for war. It's like, okay, if we're going to start a preemptive like no babies? war. babies?
1: Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> no babies.
0: Preemptive war, if we're going to attack someone for some resource or something, we have to send the 40 and 50-year-old guys. Those are the guys that have to go fight the war. Because they're the ones that want the shit in the first place. <laughs> the 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds don't want to fight 20 and 30-year-olds in those countries. Let the fucking assholes that want to fight, fight that I are think, older.
1: I think we should just go back to no, presidents, prime ministers, kings, and generals all having Sword to fights. lead the front line charge. Yes. Like, Why not? <laughs> You're up. only allowed to, to do an operation if you lead it on horseback. you are going to pick a battle. You've got to be
0: in it. <laughs> I, you know what? The thing, I think this would be a, a step towards world peace. Have you guys heard of Eurovision? I bet Shaden's heard of Eurovision. Eurovision. Oh, I no? I no Eurovision? Not. I've told you about Eurovision. You just don't listen to me, Jeff. All right. Eurovision is a- Well, if I
2: said yes, would you have stopped talking about it? are <laughs> doing a podcast. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah you
0: kidding. should have said yes, bro. No. <laughs> uh, Eurovision is a singing contest similar to, I know this sounds cheesy, it, uh, it's similar to like uh, Star Search or something like that, but it's not, it's similar. It's like a international yeah, three competition- judges. There is judges. I don't even watch enough of it to know how it's judged and stuff, but it's international. Each country sends, the, they have a contest and they pick like the best song. Like, so songwriting is a big so part of it. we're going to solve this over and, three people that sing.
2: And yes. Then, and then yes. the judges
0: are like, show me what you got. Yes. <laughs> it, dude, it brings Europe together in a way that, in a, in, a, in a cool way. David Hasselhoff would win every time. He doesn't though. That's the thing, but most of the time. But it's it's fucking kind of cool, and if the rest if the whole world would get together and do something like that, it does. Even if it was MMA, where it's like, here's the world's best, and let's just do a fucking, you know, <laughs> a tournament of some kind, uh, you know, March Madness or some shit for mm-hmm. the world's fighters, and be like, all right, at the end, just pat each other on the back. This and be is like, what we're gonna you get a the, vote, and we're going to turn the Olympics into this. You, well, then, well... Then the rich countries that have all the training and the best nutritionists so will you're win. Saying
1: well, we should, so we, we have build better training. The
0: yeah. So well, we got to share the training
1: and the nutrition. You're saying we should build a world coliseum and bring back the gladiatorial fucking uh,
0: games. That is the reasonablest party. Yeah. But only 40 and 50-year-olds <laughs> can right.
1: fight. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be our mark on history. We built the reasonablest party so we could reasonably rebuild the coliseum and have all the world's best fighters Bread kill and circus. each other for our entertainment. Bread and circus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Well... <laughs> I think we solved the world's problems there. Probably. So the draft, uh, let's do one more round again. Draft Shaden? Nah.
2: Draft Jeff? I say no on the okay. draft. I want, uh, people, I want people fighting that want to fight. If
0: you guys want the draft as part of the Reasonablest party, you're going to have to fucking you're really out. convince <laughs> the shit out of you. Yeah. You're going to have to do some convincing because we're all three out. All right, unfuck us, Jeff. Unfuck your life. This is the next thing. The importance of creating discipline.
2: I want to talk about discipline in general. Uh, a lot of people think that discipline, and I talked this. Uh, I should start I, and say that I talked a little bit about this on some videos that I was done, doing on uh, Facebook. Uh, and what I had mentioned was a lot of people think that discipline is some sort of uh, inherited trait. Hmm. That because there's some people that are very disciplined, and, and other people look at them like, "Wow, I could." I, I mean wow, they're amazing. I, I, could, I could never do that. Um, but the reality is, is discipline is just a skill that you learn. And that you have to practice consistently. And if you don't practice it, it can diminish and, and, and you'll lose discipline. A perfect example is, you know, we're doing 75 hard now. I've already done 75 hard once. When I started 75 hard, I was already in good shape. I had worked out for about two years and got into good shape. But I understood the, the value of the program. And I wanted to be more mentally disciplined because of the issues in my life were I, I was a people pleaser. And I knew that that was a problem and and I knew that this program had the potential of helping me develop boundaries with people. And, and it very much did. And it allowed me to get to get some things out of my life uh, that were in my life that I was able to get rid of really because of the program and the mental discipline that I learned. So um, boundaries and discipline have a nice. Yeah, they together. do.
1: And there's a lot of gratification that comes from engaging with discipline in a repetitive I mean it's kind of is repetitive by nature but when you're the things that you lose by virtue of being disciplined are in my experience often outweighed by the 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 things that you gain like the sense of self that you gain and the 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 little dose of fulfillment that you gain from it where it's just like yeah maybe I'm missing out on going to the bar tonight but I'm decided to stay in and, you know, whatever it is, study this thing that I want to know more about or go to the gym, enrich,
2: enrich your mind and your life. And what I was going to say was even doing this program once before I recognized over this last year, how much discipline I was letting go within my life, not just in, in the physical fitness sense, but a lot of other things, just the attention to detail things that you really need to pay attention to in your life because little things Uh, letting little things go turn into big problems if if you don't stay up on them. And I was kind of recognizing that. So that's why I wanted to do it again. And I'm and starting 75 hard. It was I quickly recognized, wow, I really let a lot of different things go in my life that I really need to pay attention to now. And part of that is because this program requires uh, certain practices every day on top of your regular life. And it's like, okay, I need to learn how to reorganize and redo these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, I had kind of noticed that I, I was overloading myself with other things that really didn't benefit my life at all. So the first thing in recreate, reestablishing discipline in my life was learning how to say no. Mm. Um, which isn't difficult for me. It, it can start off. It can be really difficult for people to start. And, and as you Big guys time. know, okay. in my personal life, I was a people pleaser for a long time. And, and I had to develop boundaries and discipline in saying no to people so I could fulfill the things that I needed in my life rather than continuing to let those things go just to try to make somebody else happy because I was worried about what they thought or I didn't want to hurt their feelings or mm-hmm. I didn't want them to not like me. Sit in there for a second. Highly agreeable
0: people are sitting there, like that's my problem. I don't know how to say no. How did you get to say no? I just
2: literally just started saying no. I mean, as a perfect you tell yourself, as a perfect example, um, you know, somebody calling you, you know, you want to go to the gym, and somebody calling you, and they want you to go have a drink with them. Mm-hmm. You just have to get the word out. No. And they'll sit there and argue with you. This person who's supposed to care about you and your well-being is now arguing with you because you want to, you know, go to the gym and go improve yourself. And now they're upset because they want to they want to drink. And then when you say, well, hey, why don't you go to the gym with me? They're like, well, no, I want to go drink. Okay. well, you don't have a problem telling me no, because you have your agenda that you want to do. Why should I have a problem telling, you no because I have an agenda that I want to do clearly? you don't care enough about what I have to do. And you're sitting here trying to convince me that what I have to do is not important mm-hmm. when it, when in fact it's very important to me. So maybe you really just don't care about me that much. So, you know, some of it, it had to be removing some people from my life, quite frankly, mm-hmm. people that I, you know, I thought that I cared about. And quite frankly, I, they, I thought that they cared about me, but when it came down to it, I learned that they, they really didn't, they cared about what I could provide for them in their life, but mm-hmm. they didn't really give a shit about what, what they could do in my, they they didn't really provide anything in my life. If I it's wasn't providing for that them. Um, so learning how to say no to other people so you can stay on task was huge. And learning how to say no to yourself when right. you want, when you defer gratification. When you, yeah. When you want to pat yourself on the back so hard for doing something good, it's okay to say, Hey, right on. I felt good. But then if you just stop doing what you're doing, you're gonna lose all that growth in in your discipline. Mm -hmm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. And it's really the no is the biggest part of discipline. Say no so you can stay on course. Don't let get stubborn about it. Don't let people take you off course. If you have a regimen or things that you need to get accomplished in a day, make that priority. You get those things done first, and then if you have time then you can go help someone else out or go play or, 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 whatever it is. And that's really hard for people in your, when you make that change in your life, it's really hard for other people to understand that at first. Yeah. And, and they, and they aren't cheering you on. They're waiting for you to fail. That is a lot of life. A you lot know? of people that most people yeah, call, that, yeah, that you think that really care about you, really what they're doing is standing back and they're either hoping you fail or just waiting for you to fail. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're on your own. When it so comes hope, to
0: discipline, hoping you fail so they can step on you a little bit, get one rung. So up they from can, where they work. yeah.
2: They're just waiting to give you that. I told a you, quarter so.
0: rung. Yeah, they're just they're just waiting to give you that. I told you. There's so also lots of, the of lovely people that are cheering for you all the time. I've met those
2: people. It, as well. Those people exist too, but those aren't the ones that are fucking with you. True. You don't need to get those ones out. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, and that's what happens is is you can sift out. Those uh, you sift out the shitty ones, and then you clearly recognize the ones that are genuinely care about you, genuinely understand what you're doing, or at least are, don't want to are, step in your way. You on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll uh, take that. Just don't, just don't try and purposely get in everyone's way. You know, but right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you got to get rid of everybody in your life, but you will figure out those ones that you do have to get get out of your life. And some of those people aren't that easy to do that with. Right. Uh, you know. I mean, there are people that you're like, wow, they've been in my life a long time, but now, really, you recognize I've tolerated this shit from this person for this long. And now that I don't want to tolerate it anymore because I'm trying to improve myself, they don't like it very much. Now they're turning in total assholes to me. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people that you got to get out of your life. But then again, you said those are then you find that the people that do support you, you end up building better bonds with those people, too. Oh, yeah. and, and and those are the people that help you grow. You know, mm-hmm. you always want to be. And I always see it as you always want to be the weakest link in your chain because. Yep you want the people around you to push you constantly and 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 help you grow and and you start following their disciplines as well mm-hmm. and you learn from what they do. Yeah, it's But it,
1: then that uh, then that red-headed british lady's going to show up and she's going to be like goodbye. You know, cuz you're the weakest link. Yeah.
0: Do exactly. you remember that show? I remember it. Do you ever see that show? Jim? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. It came on right after Deal or No uh, Deal, I
2: believe. <laughs> Fuck, That sounds really familiar. It was she she had some
0: pretty hardcore burns on some people. Iconic. It <laughs> was pretty.
1: I think. I think living in in the <sighs> manner that you're describing is also a good way to determine how much a thing really matters to you as well to yourself you know because if you're if you're you're trying to be dedicated to something and then you just find yourself i mean not to say that the moment you get derailed from something you should just be like oh i don't really care about this as much you know but there are times where if you spend a certain amount of like a, a decent length of time like more than a couple of days you know but if you spend a decent amount of time beating your head against the wall and you're just like i fucking Actually hate this. Like I don't care about this as much, and it kind of makes you fucking reevaluate a little bit. Like, and I'm not saying like stop taking care of yourself, kind of stuff, you know. But like, if you're dedicating yourself to a project or you know a, a field of study or some shit like that, and then you're just like getting further into it, sacrificing, and you're finding no fulfillment, it's like, hmm, maybe I should step back and figure out why I actually thought I cared about this. And sometimes you find out, ah. Uh, actually this isn't my path, you know, I need to readjust. But I I think
2: it's my, it's my personal opinion that this all starts with self care. And that self care is, is physical fitness, good diet and feeding your brain positive things or, or, or learning something. The the, kind of the the, the principles of, of of, of 75 hard, really. That's just the best, excuse me, the best example to use because that's the whole purpose that it was encompassed is to, build discipline in your life. And it actually works really well. But I, even prior to doing or knowing anything about 75 hard, I, I believed these principles, uh, were the key to then moving forward into other abstract things, which would, it, whether it be jobs or entertainment, uh, or, or hobbies, uh, that you could go into, you, you had to be under in control of yourself and, and have that Discipline within yourself to even learn new things mm-hmm. and and go out and experience new things. Do There's you think c- discipline evolves over time? If you continue, you, you, well, it evolves and, and grows if you practice it. Yeah, I think that it can be ever growing and and you can become more and more disciplined in in a lot of different areas in your life. But if you don't practice it, then you can you'll never be disciplined. And we all know a lot of people that have zero discipline in their life and. They bitch and piss and moan about their life, but they aren't willing to do anything to make it any better Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable.
1: I guess what I meant was, do you think that um, the, the shape of your discipline changes the longer you practice it in the sense that like... Whereas when you began, you're like, I have to do this, this way every single day. And that's the shape that my discipline takes. But then you get to a point where it becomes integrated and you're like, okay, that practice is a part of me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I don't have to, I don't have to do it the same way every day in order for it to still be a discipline that I maintain. And it just evolves into like, maybe I'm going to like, I'm I'm working on that discipline in this way today. And then tomorrow I'm working on a new discipline of something else that I feel will augment that. And and you start dividing yourself between more than one discipline rather than just doggedly focusing after like self self care, for example.
2: Yeah, I think that's the whole premise of what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. you got to start somewhere. And as you develop that discipline, those disciplines grow into other areas of your life and, and other things that you do. Absolutely when I think of discipline because discipline is kind of a big
0: term too we've talked about some big terms spanking uh, yeah it gets, that falls in there too <laughs> no more
1: cookies Zach I told you I bad. like <laughs> the cookies
0: <laughs> so is Angus uh, but there's like a corollary with with discipline and discipline could be temperance it could be chastity it could be uh, it could be separated into a few things in the old old thought but uh, some of the old thinkers would talk about discipline and it's coupled with grace and like when I see because discipline without grace is coarse and sometimes self-serving ish, or it looks that way. Um, I don't know. Uh, George Washington was like, you know, you need to be able to be stern and this and that, and you need to be, but you also need to be graceful. So as not to be, it's part of humility. It's part of these things. Americans don't embrace grace like they used to. And I wonder, you know, as we strive for discipline, do you see a value in grace? Do you see a value? Do you see that corollary yeah, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. thinkers yeah. do? How would I mean he he to learn grace? George Washington recommended uh, breaking a horse. I don't know how you how you learn grace necessarily in uh, the modern era. How as you're teaching discipline or as you're learning discipline? How would you seek out grace or how would you? I think teach bu- a young person to find grace.
2: I think Sports? very much in in yeah, you know, possibly. possibly but, Sorry, what, I don't. Really, Nobody's a good loser. It sucks to lose. I mean, we're, we're really we kind of have a society that, you know, even with this, uh, everybody gets a trophy uh, for participating. You know, I, I think there's some value in that at a very very young age, but I think about the time you're seven or eight, that should definitely go away. Uh, we don't want to teach people to be good losers, um, but we're, we're we're teaching there's no losers and there's no winners. Well. If, if you can't have a loser, then you can't have a winner. And we all want to be winners, but if we're not taught how to be a winner, and, and but yet also being told to be a good loser, no, don't be a good loser. I mean, I, I have grace with losing. Yeah, learn to lose. Yeah, yeah, learn. If you want to win, you have to understand that you're going to lose. You're going to lose a lot before you become a winner. Learn to burn life. and see the inside and shake
0: their hand and smile. And you know what I mean? That R- kind right,
2: of, yeah. I mean, yeah. lose with grace, but it exactly. doesn't mean that you have to be a Still good a loser heart, yeah. or enjoy it. Um, understand that there's value in losing and you have to go through losses before you can win. That's just thats just life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that should... Losing should cause a burn inside of you that makes you want to win because losing sucks nobody likes to lose well you see what your flaw was maybe you're like
0: oh if i would have done that better like in business when you lose or you know for lack of a better term you basically are like now i have new information i for sure won't do something this way again if i'm not crazy right uh and that becomes a thing where you're like now i want to try again so much more because now i know that one thing that I fucked up on, I won't do again. Yeah. And maybe about, I can
2: I do mean, it, something as simple as shooting baskets, a right? I yeah. mean, well, that doesn't work. That That is, Oh, okay. If I hold the ball like this and this mm-hmm. is my, you know, this is the release and you get better and better and better. And, you, and then you can improve on that. Mm-hmm. But those are all little losses leading up to that win.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Okay. Thank you for using a basketball analogy. Yeah, hold I did you. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking know the mechanics of a jump shot. I'll tell you what.
1: Yeah. I think, um, the way that I try to cultivate grace within myself more than anything is I try to find people that I have some, some form of deeply held disagreement with, like something that I'm just like with this, this, we have a difference of outlook in this area and I may not ever be able to reconcile that as far as getting us to agree Mm -hmm. is concerned. And rather than being like well they're not my kind of people and just not associating with them I try to interact with them long enough and earnestly enough that I find things in them that I come to actually care about I try to cultivate uh, an attitude of I care about you in spite of the things that we disagree on and then I try to nurture that relationship as much as I can without it becoming a detriment to me I mean it really depends on the nature of the thing you disagree on but but at the same token the the more impactful the thing you disagree on, the the more the the more uh, demanding this practice becomes, mm-hmm. you know. But finding finding somebody like that and cultivating an actual relationship with them sincerely, mm-hmm. and trying to nurture it, and and while while still staying true to your principles is is a really strenuous exercise in grace for me personally. And patience and, and, and I, I think that it's I think that it's super valuable. Like I. I definitely have gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, this person isn't conducive to the direction I'm traveling, and so I gotta, I gotta, either put up boundaries or let them go. And I think that that's something that a lot of people suck ass at, and and it's a super important thing to recognize and be able to do. But I also think that you can lean too far into that to where you're starting to border into territory where you're like I'm only going to surround myself with people that are that are on the exact same kind of track as me, or, you know, like they they only hold the same values as me and then you're robbing yourself of perspective or or opportunities for growth outside of that if you would have just been willing to I don't want to say tolerate because, you know, like maybe if they're going out to the bar every night, it's like, well, I'm not going to condone that necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like you just going out and get shit face every night and trying to get me to come with you. But at the same time, if I can find some value in you outside of that, and that's the behavior that you choose, I think I I like to think I'm strong enough or I wouldn't want to at least try to be strong enough to be like, well okay, you can do that. I'm not going to do that. And this is why. And I think you know that about me by now. So have a good time, but I'm going to be here doing this. And if you'd rather do that with me, you know where to find me, Mm -hmm. you know, but the reality in that is what's
2: going to happen is over time. Uh, as you're growing and they're staying the same, doing whatever it is they're doing, or growing in a totally different direction, that relationship is going to falter anyway because yeah. you're not so, going to so be going in it. the same direction.
1: So which is that, fine. Yeah, yeah. Just let that happen. That's fine. Uh, it, but maybe and, the
0: value that they bring to your life is something else that doesn't matter in that. Like maybe they're funny and that outweighs all the bullshit. You're like, I just want to go hang out and get mm-hmm. it, have a good laugh. You know, you have friends like that too, where maybe you. Because I'm friends with people that are fucking damn near opposite of me in some sense. So it's like. We grow.
2: It exists, but how much time do you spend with those people? Well,
0: I don't. I just spend
2: time with my dog and my cat, and my wife. Right. So. Because you're disciplined this in is, what you do. This is my time. Yeah, I am. Right. I am. You're very disciplined in what you do, and you don't sway from that. Therefore, uh, it really, people that aren't really involved in that, you don't really spend a lot of time with because right. it, it, you don't have a vested interest to. Well, that's there's okay.
0: trade-offs because I, I mean, it's not like I don't enjoy human beings in contact and I act like a like this only child that's like I just want to be in my cave but I miss people all the time <laughs> sometimes I don't want to be in my office for eight, 16 hours or yeah. something but yeah but, in most of but I want it, to because I want every day that I wake up I'm like no I definitely want to do this yeah so that's but because, that's, because, I mean, because it doesn't you're disciplined like, in what you do but it's so easy to be disciplined when you're having a good time like it's harder to be disciplined in the military when you're like fuck I don't want to do or like what you guys are doing That's, I mean I'm disciplined in the fact that I don't phone it in and I don't not do what I say I'm going to do when it comes to like putting out these art forms that I promised that I'd do to no one <laughs> that no one asked me for <laughs> what you guys are doing with 75 hard is something that you don't want to do like I maybe I want to go to bed two or three hours earlier than I do so I mm-hmm. you know because of Scatcast cast or whatever but you guys are like no I really don't want to go outside and fucking make my arms sore and but it's that's the thing you
2: know? is I, I've created such a discipline for it that I do want to do it that's great. I fucking. love I I mean, I get excited when the weather's cold and shitty. See, that's fucking what a great mindset. That's a good Because good I do stoicism. It's, it's only going to suck for 45 minutes and I'm going to get something out of it. It's probably just out. cold and wet, but it, there's a sense of a, there's a greater sense of accomplishment when you're out in sub-0 weather and it's a blizzard and you're the only motherfucker out there. Doing something to try and improve yourself. Well, everybody else. I mean, that's really what you're, you. are You got to tell your brain. Your brain starts doing. I was like, I'm it. I'm the only one out here right now. I'm. It's almost like I, right now I have a leg up on everybody because I'm the only one out here doing yeah. this. And it's not an arrogance. It, it's what gets you through doing that. It, and you need that. I just that, get yeah.
1: excited when the weather's shitty because it means there's going to be less bums down by the river where I walk fucking right. trying to bump smokes off. Right, of yeah. yeah. stab <laughs> you.
0: You bring that up, and I know I've said this on the show before. But uh, when I was growing up in the basketball world, I had a seventh grade coach who was impressed by this kid who was just out playing basketball in the rain. And I don't, I bet this is just a story made up just to motivate us because it (laughs) motivated me like crazy. But he's like, I guarantee that kid makes varsity because he's out there in the rain. He's out there in the snow. He's shooting hoops when you're sleeping. He's shooting hoops when you're chilling and talking to your girlfriend and, you know, seventh grade girlfriend and stuff. And I took that to heart. And I remember being out in the snow. Where I remember people saying like, "Oh, it it hurts your form if you go out and shoot hoops in the cold because it's not the same way it is." It's like whatever. We're outside. I'm shooting outside anyway. It's not a. I'm playing in a gym, so it's totally different. I'm on concrete. Whatever, you know. It's a. It's a thing, but I did it for years. I I was out. In this, I was proud of it. I, I was proud of it. I was like I, I, that coach it was in the back of my mind the whole time, like at a kid, you know, kind of thing. Uh, even though my mom's like, "Come inside! What are you doing? You can't do that!" And I'm out there in shorts and shit. I'm like, "I'll be warm in five minutes, two minutes, yeah." Know? But I remember, and it did, by the way. Like,
2: I mean, I, I was varsity from so, the every year I played basketball. Practice a discipline, yeah. and it paid off. That's yeah. the whole point. And I, I hate it when. I mean, people reach out to me all the time. There's a lot of great people that reach out to me. And, you, and these are even good people. They're like, okay, I'm ready. Can you help me with a diet plan and a workout plan? I really want to do this. And then it's followed by, but I got this going on. I got that going on. I just don't have the time. And it, it, they, they come up with, six, they they want to do it. And then they give me 16 excuses why they can't. It's like, is it my responsibility to break through all your excuses for you too? I mean, you have to create time to improve your life. Your life is where it is because you've dicked off too much. If you want to fix it, stop dicking off and start start addressing these issues. It's, it it really is that basic and that simple, but then like, but how, well,
0: one foot in front of the other, Yeah, you
2: have to eliminate some of these other things that you're doing and focus on these things for a while,
0: you know, make it as easy as you can for yourself to get into a good habit. Like have that jumper up, like just right there, you know, or have your gym shorts just right there. Ready to
2: go. Well, it's kind of like my commercial theory when you guys when I was talking about don't take commercials off the off the screen when you're watching it use that time to go do something right important. you want to watch a movie okay watch a movie but when that let the commercial run and go get something done real quick and then come back to it yeah it's it's a really good way to just get little things done while you're screwing off yeah. and, and we've already had a show on that but And I think I've mentioned yeah when the the commercial
1: comes on, watch TikTok for three minutes and then. (laughs) Well, and that's
2: the problem. And then people are like, "I don't understand why my life is fucked." Well, because that's you're not doing anything with it. You can do it. I I
0: know when you mentioned that, that I immediately went to Bo Jackson. So I'm doing it again. uh, Repeat, but Bo Jackson, one of the great, probably the greatest athlete of all time. I'm saying it right here. Uh, He, every time he watched TV as a kid, he never worked out. One of the greatest sprinters and like built like a fucking Greek Adonis. He just did push-ups and sit-ups between commercials. He would do push-ups, one commercial break, and the whole time for three minutes. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then same with sit-ups, and, he'd do, and then he did other calisthenics between commercial breaks. And Don't do sit-ups. Bo They're Jackson. bad for your back.
1: They're bad for your back. Don't True. do sit-ups. Yeah, you know, evolve with the science. Evolve with
0: Yes, yes. But I maybe mean, he was Bo Jackson also, so his genes were probably also very Bo Jackson genes. He was built differently. <laughs> he was very strong and good. but uh, But still that principle, why not? You know, and, and I know I, I did that a little bit when I read that book. I was like, okay, I'll try that. But a, doing push-ups for three minutes is actually kind there's of.
1: There's a lot of shades of gray in in this kind of stuff for me too, because like it it really depends on what you want out of a thing too. Like the the amount that you want out of it is correlative to the level of discipline that you need to put into it. And I think that bears mentioning because there's an old saying that uh a being a good pl- uh, chess player is a sign of a life well lived mm-hmm. but being a great chess player is a sign of a life wasted <laughs> yeah the point I the like point it. being is you can you can dedicate yourself doggedly to one thing and you can achieve wonderful results but it comes at a cost of everything else
2: you know well, what i mean so and
1: that's that's not i'm not saying work out but also treat yourself like shit because you don't want to miss out on that too I'm I'm not being that overly simplistic but I'm just saying like you're you don't have to be it doesn't have to be a a zero or 100 an off or an on game necessarily you know like you can a lot of people are that way you can go I'm going to dedicate myself to this enough to achieve this result and fiddle with it until I figure out this is how how dedicated I have to be to that to get the result that I want. And it might not be I'm going to be the best or I'm going to be the most fit or I'm going to fucking run in the Olympics, you know. But right. if it is, then you then you have to have that level of dedication. I still know? just think
2: that that is as far as I mean, you might hate your job and hate your, you know, your husband or your wife, your boyfriend or whatever and hate where you live. And but I still think that the best place to start is your diet. Mm -hmm. your exercise and what you're feeding your brain. Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody talks about, Oh, but it's so hard and you need to take breaks and stuff like that. You've been taking too many breaks. That's why you are where you're at. So maybe focus hyper-focus for a while until you get this dialed in. And then, and then when you're in a position, then you can kind of take breaks a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you take care of those three things that I mentioned, to begin with and get that dialed in. First off, it builds a confidence inside of you and, 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 uh, lets you know that you can accomplish things. And then that bleeds into the other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get yourself, get your mind right and you're feeling good and you're, and you're healthy, then you start having the confidence of you know maybe I can do this other thing for a job maybe I can go to college I I accomplish this now maybe I can actually you know or go to college or go to a trade school or go get this other job because you have the confidence to do it.
0: Life is about building wins and building wins in the wind sense and building the wind to push you forward from those right. wins. Yeah. Uh, fuck.
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't disagree with anything you just said, Jeff. And working out is a way to win. I, all I feel the time. like. Uh, because we keep kind of coming back to the fitness thing and I was more talking about discipline in a larger sense of just all things in life which is kind of where we started you know I don't, you can get obsessed I don't, I don't, about I don't, I don't, anything. I don't want sure. you to I don't want you to think that I'm I'm just like don't take care of yourself because you know me well enough to know that I think that that's super important and right I right, think right that's an excellent foundation but it's easy I guess my point is it's easy to take that attitude and apply it to in in ways that aren't healthy outside of that you can
2: be absolutely obsessive about things too that Mm -hmm. which isn't healthy but sometimes you have to get obsessive about building a discipline in a certain area because you've because you didn't care about it for way too long and you're in a really bad spot right Mm -hmm. now so you really need to get that turned around yeah so you do need to direct all your
0: attention to this right now i see Mm -hmm. what you're saying yeah Yeah, when it's a big problem uh, you're both right how about that fucking
2: no whatever. I'm not saying no. Shaden was wrong mostly by any I'm yeah. mostly
0: right <laughs> fair uh, can we can we maybe move this into this is advice I, uh, you give yourself But this no is, this was
2: unfuck yourself
0: I know but this sure. the next oh. thing would be uh, advice you give yourself and it's uh, acknowledging mistakes and bad decisions can we play off of what we just learned there you
2: could except if I did that on the last show so what I think that I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're going to flip switch it here. Yeah. It's fine. The other one. Uh, so that, do the right thing. Yeah. Do the right in thing. The magic. Shit, yeah. shit, magic it, buddy. So do the right thing just for the sake of it being the right thing. Literally understanding that the end result, it may not end up the way that you want it to. You know, I, I personally believe this is the best way to live life. We all make mistakes in this a lot of times. But it's something that I'm always striving to do is making sure that I'm doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Understanding that I may not get anything out of it mm-hmm. or, or it, the end result might not happen the way that I want it to. You know, again, that's kind of like, I guess I would spend a lot of time putting forth effort into other people's lives instead of my own life. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would get upset when the end result didn't happen the way that I wanted it to. Or
0: they didn't take your advice. It yeah. Would, God, damn, yeah. I put all that energy in. Now I'm tired.
2: I can't fix myself. Hmm. Right. Um, it, it, it's that that simple. Just try to do the right thing. Just for the sake of doing the right thing. Don't stop. Don't always look for angles or easier ways or. It's most
0: just... the, most of the time, would you say the right thing is pretty obvious? It I mean, should there's, be. there's few times that it's like nuanced it enough to be. where it's like ah. Oh.
2: I've certainly done the wrong thing for self gratification for sure. Uh, And, you know, there's generally a price to pay for that. And sometimes doing the right thing instead of of what would be viewed as the wrong thing, there's a price to pay for that, too. Mm -hmm. But at least if you're at least if you're doing the right thing within your own morals, then then you can hold your head high and go, well, I did what I needed to do. And it still
1: ended up in a negative way. But at least I did the right thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's the essence of integrity, I think. Um, It is. I mean people like to say oh integrity is just doing the right thing when nobody's looking and it's like well that's part of it I guess but I think the the broader essence of integrity yeah yeah but but when you do that don't do it because everybody's looking yeah you know what I mean like if you're you standard do, practice do do what you know to be right or at least what you believe to be right according to your values and yeah I mean, your value is not somebody else's values there's the key right, right yeah and and when you do that try to try to arrive at a point where you're doing it not so people will pat you on the back when you're doing it in the view of others you know like don't do it because you're like oh this will this is gonna make getch be like oh fuck yeah buddy good job mm-hmm. you know like it's like you can still feel good about that but don't don't let that be the only reason that you do it i guess it's, i mean
2: Without giving examples, there are things in my life that, I, you know, I, I do things a certain way that the reality is society probably wouldn't agree with me. Mm. But because of my morals and principles and uh, background in my life, that's the way I choose to do it. Um, but that's that's for me. That's not for anybody else. I'm not doing it to impress anybody else. I'm not doing it to upset anybody else. But at the end of the day, if I feel that it was the, still the right thing and whatever the outcome I made that decision to do it, and and based on my good morals and principles.
0: The world pushes us uh, when you're propagandized, and in a world, a place where it always wants to trick you, uh, you have to stand on principles. You have to figure out what your principles are and stand on them, and that takes courage. I mean, uh, sometimes you're standing against the masses, you know, with just a handful of folk, and it's I don't know. You see
1: what you you really see what your principles are when you're standing on your own.
0: Yeah, and then you find out. Yeah, am I a good person? Am I? Mm-hmm. Do I? Yeah. It's funny because what we believe and what be we a do. Person, you mm-hmm.
1: know, like, but that shouldn't. But you stop can work on. Shouldn't stop you from from growing. You know, That's right. and it's like you can. It's okay. It's okay to get to a point where you're like, fuck. I'm kind of a piece of shit sometimes, <laughs> but I think that, I mean we all pretty yeah.
2: much agree on. Uh, conversation in conversations that we have but society in general isn't always right about everything
0: correct yeah sometimes i there's a few people that have said you know if you're running in the same direction as society you should definitely look around take a step back and go the other way probably you know that's that's a cynical way of looking at things and a contrarian way of looking at things but still it's a
1: might not doesn't make it wrong.
2: No,
0: it doesn't. Yeah, we tend to just do some I would say weird shit not together. Necessarily don't
1: necessarily run the other way, although sometimes. But at least stop and actually take a look around and get your bearings before you continue.
0: Probably yeah. not the other way. There's probably an up, a down. <laughs> you know, maybe to the side. Well, unless
1: you can fly <laughs> or dig, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> just get jump, <laughs>
0: jump,
2: jump, jump. <laughs> I don't know. Was there any more that you guys wanted to? No, I didn't really have any specific examples that I wanted to get into on that. Okay. Um, just, right. just the, just the basic idea of when you're making decisions. Really, be honest with yourself. Are you doing what you believe to be the right thing, or are you doing something to try and manipulate somebody or the situation? And if you're trying to manipulate somebody or the situation to go in your favor, it's probably not the right thing. Hmm. Uh, Do the right thing and see if, it, and, and if, it, and if it still goes in your favor, great. If it doesn't. That's okay too. Now,
0: yeah. try your best to match your thoughts of morality with your actions or your actions of morality with your moral thoughts. Do your best, but it's hard. All the universe asks is that you do your best. Right. Do your fucking best.
2: There's there's uh, so many times there's so many uh, outside influences that want to tell you what to do and how to do it and that you're wrong when you maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. You're yeah. not you, you you're not wrong if you're not wrong for you then you do it then you do yourself right that's okay
0: and then own it you know if you find out that you were wrong in the past, you know later on right then Own it fucking right it,
2: it, well, and I've then be graceful about it and i've always said that about a decision you know it, we, you we talk about good decisions and bad decisions but a decision is just a decision that you make and it, it, it's not deemed good or bad until there's an outcome mm-hmm. so
0: yeah you're right and it could be changed over time too historically right. yeah right All right, my brothers.
1: Oh, another ride. Well ridden. (laughs) Well rode. Oh, I had a, uh, I had a a brief aside, um, before we completely wrap up that I just thought you guys would find interesting per our conversation last week about AI generated shit. Oh, um, so we've had our, we've had our first case of, uh, uh, viral, seemingly ai written article being uh caught and called out as plagiarism
2: no shit yeah
1: excellent i think i mm-hmm. saw
0: that actually yeah it uh, was a it
2: was seen
1: C- that s- it was a substack blog um oh, okay what the fuck is that i'm sorry Sub- substack is kind of uh it's sort of similar to reddit but it's more blog focused like it's just like a aggregate of a bunch of people's blogs okay but um I've never used it so I'm just t- that's my cursory knowledge of Substack but but the blog was called uh, The Rationalist and um, it's already word for word plagiarizing human made work and has been like had the spotlight shined on it for it um, interestingly who did it plagiarize? Uh, uh, the, uh, it plagiarized um, uh, big, I want to say big I'm trying to find my notes here uh, the Rationalist, do, 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 Substack. Here we go. Uh, it was from from Big Technology, which is a tech journalist. Okay. Um, so the Rationalist lifted analysis and writing directly from Big Technology, and um, the plagiarized I very the, AI. The, the, I could the, do that. Yeah, the plagiarized party was uh, a guy named Al- Alex. Kantrowitz, um and he 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 kind of wrote about it um, in a in a Substack post of his own. He said it would have been a terrific debut for any bub- publication if it was authentic. <laughs> but uh, the interesting part about it is um, there is seemingly very little means of recourse, if any, for the guy who wrote it. Because it's like, what are you going to do? Sue the AI? Like it yeah, was right. just a, It was just a. Programming issue, you know. So it's just like, hmm.
0: see the guy that wrote the code.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> How far back to the chain do you get? Right. Who
0: like, invented the internet? Give him a loss. Really,
1: kind of comes down to like, was the intention to plagiarize, or was it just something that kind of happened because the code was poorly designed mm. in that regard, or uh, I don't know. But anyway, not not a big long story. But I thought since we talked about it last week, you guys would find it interesting that it's like whoa. Yeah, I got
0: one that I wanted to add last week that I forgot about, and that's based on the AI thing and based on the facial recognition that you were talking Mm -hmm. about. Uh, Forgive me if I get the details wrong because I don't have it in front of me, but it could have been Boston or New York, maybe Madison Square Garden, I don't remember. And the owner of the company used AI, the owner of the stadium... And it could be a different stadium and it could be a different city. That's how far off I am from it. But they used AI to, to discriminate against people that had lawsuits or that were part of insurance or, you know, some sort of uh, negative things against the company owner and his businesses to not be able to come into the building. Like they, they blacklisted people based on AI recognizing their faces and would alert, uh, you know, so basically like don't let this guy come into the store kind of thing. But on a big scale done with a bunch of money in a public place where you can go now we can't go see you too or whatever you know I thought that was interesting because that is the fear because if a company's doing it that's one thing that's their prerogative but now we're getting to the point where what's the the next step of course the government's going to do it at what point are they going to do it and how are they going to use it and you know like you said of course you're going to use it and you've used it in the past just in policing but
1: one step closer to Skynet baby Fucking bro, what are we asking (laughs) incidentally
2: so back on that uh taking my lyrics and do and do it the AI putting music to it. I don't even have a computer, so if I was to send you some of my lyrics, oh, do you know how to do that?
1: I have no idea. I didn't know. I've not known that that exists, that okay. thing that you're talking you about. You could find it a lot
2: easier than I could because you're a lot smarter than I am when it comes to that stuff. Maybe. In all your free time, <laughs> is that something you'd be interested That's in funny. checking out? Just because I want to see time, what happens.
1: You <laughs> <says>. <laughs> yeah, I'll look into it and see if I can find it. I don't know. I, Like I said, this far, the last time I looked at anything AI regarding <laughs> uh, uh, pertaining to music was just like... Not, it wasn't, chat GPT is the first thing I've seen personally mm-hmm. that's like you can plug in a request and it'll spit out like w- publication kind of shit. You yeah. know, okay. so
2: like I, I said last week, yeah. uh, you know, David, I think that's what he was trying to tell me and I tried to ask him some questions and he never got back, it, back to me. So shame on you, David. No, it's not really his fault. <laughs> but kind of that, <laughs> he, he kind of mentioned, he kind of mentioned, I think that's what he was talking about anyway. And, but I, he had mentioned to you and something that
1: he had shared it with me. Hmm. Uh, I think that's what maybe, he was maybe in all mm-hmm. your spare time you should clarify that with, yeah, with before you send me on a fool's errand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just sorry. you got a computer well in front sad. of you,
2: fifteen hours a day. I thought you know maybe you could and since I don't Open have up one. Open another window. Bro. I suppose I
1: can do a cursory Google search. So anyway, David, if that <laughs> David, I,
2: if that's what you were talking about, can you give me some more information so maybe I won't have to pawn it off on Shane? I have some information <laughs> I can for get some you. Resources
0: in your Google device. Type in some of the words that you just used. To this this here interaction push it'll take me down a wormhole that I won't you can just click you can push back when you're on one that you didn't like this isn't
1: let me tell you guys a secret about Jeff this isn't this isn't a can't this is a don't want to (laughs) I want the result and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole that's exactly right (laughs) yeah and I don't want to either sorry bro (laughs) (laughs) help yourself help me help you by helping yourself (laughs) (laughs) this is back to that discipline (laughs) now all right my friends I'm
2: more of a hands-on like like if it's in front of me and someone shows me how to do it I'll remember it pretty damn quick but to fumble through the Google machines to figure it the fuck out almost impossible for me All particularly right. without um, a computer sounds yeah, like a me. lack of dedication to me probably, probably, it does. Is, probably <laughs> definitely a weakness I guess line that at some point it. I do need to work on uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of it. discipline it's definitely a discipline that I don't have that uh, I, I, I do I do need to work on in my life, that, that's yeah. for sure. You just, that. now but my you know, first step is you know getting know that computer. I'm your
1: real friend and I actually care about you because I didn't right. enable your behavior. That <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking I called you right to the table. <laughs> it was more of a curiosity <laughs> for
2: one thing and then, you know, maybe I would go further with it. If it was, if it was good, I'd, I'd spray it
1: into Honestly, in spite of all the shit that I've just given you, I probably will look and see if it does exist because you've piqued my interest. But
2: That is
0: interesting. Maybe write a few uh, Sovereign songs with a, <laughs> with a AI robots wrote
1: this one (laughs) there's robots in the wasteland (laughs) and they don't
0: take the fucking they don't take any money what do you know (laughs) or 10 bucks they took 10 bucks all right all right so just a ride pod is how you get a hold of us and let us know all the things and stuff just
1: a ride pod at gmail at gmail.com
0: sorry it's been a long I got
1: your back bro thank you bro I'm but, here for it where's you? the Patreon I'm not here for Jeff apparently We're
0: here for uh, you
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's
0: also a, pat- a Patreon. Patreon Patreon you can, you become, can a become
1: a Patron a on p- our Patreon you
0: could do that if you'd like and if thank you, you to those of you that have done that that's very cool of yeah,
1: you we love our patrons uh, Skycast.com finds all
0: the things including merch our 2.7 our raw dog the earth our fu- everything there's a bunch of just ride pod fucking merch there I Hell believe yeah. probably Get even a mug
1: Get you a shadow boxing championship. Shadow box? Shirt.
0: Goddamn. T shirt. That's right.
1: They're really comfy.
0: I wore that shirt the other
1: day. I wear mine I a wear lot. Mine, uh, at least <laughs> once a week. It's
0: always stinky because I'm like, I wore that. I one, only wear man.
1: like
2: three shirts, though.
0: Mine's, Mine's got
1: my number on it, though. I know, right? I've right. got mine on it. Can't too. get those. That's so limited 45? edition. I'm 72. 72. 32. <laughs> Fucking eyebrows. Because apparently you can't have three numbers on jersey. Twenty-three. Some stupid sports ball person it's a, decided it's that. West. Oh God!
0: How dare! I can't even think of a sport that has three numbers on it. It's like cricket, maybe. Because
1: they're not I don't know. idiots. Oh, I don't know.
0: Crickets. Those guys know they're smarties. In
1: well, cricket, I'm going to come up with a sport that has more than hundred people on a team, and then we'll see who's <laughs> laughing. Then.
0: That would what a crazy sport. And they're off. And they're not off over here. And there's some. Guy, you have like three play-by-play yep. people well, for each. When we open the
1: the world. Glad- Editorial games. <laughs> I'm gonna have a 100 v 100 melee and make them all wear jerseys.
2: That sounds about fair. Is it all gonna be three numbers? They'll all have three numbers. They'll have them. to. There'll they'll be a lot to. of
1: zeros, but yes, they'll all have three numbers. <laughs> 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 all
0: right. Thank you to the trusted turd triad of Don the Shitbox Wizard and Chris the Discord Dookie Slayer and Bodie the Quartermaster. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, thank you to the Godhead for the things that you guys do that seems very interesting and cool uh thank you to the garbage disposal for being another great place on facebook to learn about stuff and have good vibes and see yummy food uh thank you guys for hanging out with me yeah. again this week thank Appreciate you to everybody
1: it. that's still hanging tough in 75 hard fuck, yeah man. yeah that's it's been, right it's been a crazy journey so far and uh we still rocking baby yeah keep it up you guys you should be you feeling guys are, you guys feeling are kicking good ass. And
0: you guys both look healthy as fuck both of you look like you're healthy been, as fuck Doing a couple weeks' I worth of the... feel like of, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you both look like shit. Get out of my house. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll talk at you next week for uh, Just a Ride 32, but this is the end of 31. And as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present.
2: Bye. Bye, bye, bye. See ya. It's just a ride. Whoa,
0: oh, it's just a ride. Bing. Bow. How come you're always the asshole? Yeah, you
1: sounded kind of loose, dude. okay? <laughs> <laughs>